0: No, I appreciate you guys coming out, man. I mean, um, him and I were just sitting here at his office just the other day, a couple weeks ago, and just having this conversation just about events, about the industry, about where we came from, how did you get started. I was like, man, this is exactly what, like, when you talk about, like, we don't really talk about it. We talk about, like, event to event. Mm-hmm. Hey, Eddie, you got a deadline. Hey, Bobby, I need this equipment, or whatever it is. And we just never door. really spend the time to, like, to sit down and, like, really right. just, Enjoy everything that we've done, and share stories, share the struggles, share the, share the successes. And I was just sitting down with Adrian a couple of weeks ago, and just having a conversation just about life, about business, and and uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've been wanting to just chat it up, and just kind of just uh, take advantage of it, just to talk to people about just um, life in general, about business, and you know spe- specifically in our industry. You know, I mean our industry is such a grind as far as just um, what if it's just the hours? What if it's just the demand from the clients? Um, you know, from one event to the next, you know, producing multiple events in one week, sometimes one day, you know? And um, we all have been through it, you know? And I know that we all work with each other over the years. I'm working with you for 10 years, but I really don't know a whole lot about who Eddie is, you know? I know that what Eddie does for us. I know he always delivers. I know you just finished a website for us about 20 minutes before you showed up tonight, you know. But it was just more of like, I want to get to know you guys, you know. I want to hear the struggles, I want to hear the successes. I want to know, like, hey, what's next, you know. Um, You know, talking with Adrian, he's been in this business longer than probably all of us. Yeah. you know are you saying he's old yeah I i'm been just been saying old. he's
1: been in there um, but that's why you know <laughs> the more mistakes you make over the years the better you're it's experience it's experience it's like, yeah uh, but i guess we all do something different though right I yeah mean, we all in the same business but everything everybody has a little bit of different company that they work for and a little different yeah. you know we all do different things I
0: mean, you came from what the yeah what, i came from tv so tv a, I
1: yeah was a, I, was a, I was a tech manager for large events you know uh NBA Finals, Rose Bowl, oh, nice. uh, World Series, you know, that type. I worked in the Grammys, I worked, you know, different big events, but as, as in television. But I came off of that and started this company.
2: Why the did you, why'd you start it? It's a, it's it's a lo- long story. Okay. It's
1: kind of long, but I'll make it short. Okay. I was in TV, doing TV. My neighbor, we had like, he was building staging, but then the company went under So He goes, hey, can you buy some stages? and we'll start up this company. I said, okay, you run it, because I don't want to run it, I'm working. You know, I had my own business, I you had know, my own you know, I tech manager, and I engineered it at Staples Center. So uh, we started it. Obviously when the events were on the weekends, you didn't want to do them. So then I kind of took that, and mm. you know, I think the first stage that we ever built was for, uh, was for Puff Daddy. We did the camera platform. So right off the bat, because my contacts, you know, I did stuff for BET, Comic View, so I called them up. I go, hey, we got sta- I got some stages. Can you get me in? So I built the camera platforms for, for Puff Daddy, and then I did the sound waves for Puff Daddy. So it kind of be- began there, you know. And then after that, you know, we, people asked me for audio, so then we started buying audio. Then, you know, it came from video, so we bought video, and that's how our company started. And then I, you know, I was at AEG for 10 years, and when I left, you know, we, we kind of even we evolved even more. So, that's so kind of like, what are you guys doing now, though, as far as just, like... Now, well, we, we do a couple things. We do installs for AV, and we also do audio, video, sound, lighting. But our thing is, what I kind of picture our company is, we're kind of a... We have high-end customers, that high service. Um, uh, so we kind of work with agencies. So they give us their deck, and we can break it down of what can and can't be done. So we kind of work together with the... With the agencies, like mm-hmm. they'll give us this deck with something floating up in the air. Well, we can't float it; we gotta structurally build it. So that's how it kind of, you know, kind of our specialty. You know, yeah.
0: What 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 are some of the struggles that you've gone through? I mean, growing a business. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of different. Hey, I would if I can do that all over again, what would I? You know, I would do it. Yeah, this no, way, I think that it's a,
1: you know, f- to start now, it's a, I think a lot t- tougher than before. Yeah. Uh, we grew small and I had another job, so it was. I didn't have to draw any money from it, so it helped me grow. Yeah. Good point, though, why, why, is it, why is it harder now? I think you need, you know, I started with, like I said, buying those decks. I think I spent $6,000 to buy my first 60 decks. Mm-hmm. So then after that, you know, I built slowly, you know, over the years. Um, but nowadays, I think you need, you need a good amount of, of startup mm-hmm. uh, with the insurances and liability insurances and, you can't
0: just uh slang stage in the back of your uh, your garage anymore, huh?
1: No, no. I actually I didn't I did actually have it in my, my my neighbor's garage. And then we pulled it's it out. There's nothing uh, wrong with garages, man. No, no. I think everybody a lot of people started Everybody started garage, in the garage, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's you know that's how I went. I television, then production, then I left AEG. Um, then I just we've been running the company for like I said, I think this year in October it'll be 20 years.
2: Now, in hindsight, looking at your last 20 years, what is the things that you're, like, passionate about now? Like, what is you know, something that honestly, you... know,
1: would- honestly, I'm super passionate about anything we do. So I could be... I could uh, A story I, I was doing, the Lakers on the air, and I took us off the air because Turner was on there, and somebody's yelling at the thing, we're off the air. So I, I just pulled a plug to see if we're on the air, but we were never off the air, and then I just got us off the air. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys remember Sue Stratton. She was the director at, for the Lakers for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she didn't talk to me for two years when I took her off the air. But I could do the, the Lakers, I could do the Lakers. I could do, you know, uh, uh, NBA Finals, and I would never get nervous. But I could do a $2,000 job for us, and I get, I, get, I get more nervous than I do of a big end event. You know, when I started, I'd go like, everything's gotta be perfect for us. And mm-hmm. I took a lot of pride and passion of the smallest job to the biggest job we do um, you know, we do the two thousand dollar job. I think the, you know, we've gone to the. I think the biggest job we've done is like seven hundred thousand. So it doesn't matter any in between. I still take the same amount of yeah. effort and pride mm-hmm. and passion. Doesn't matter what the job is or who the customer is. And I think that's that separates us. The service that we give. Robert can call and he does. He calls me at eleven or seven in the morning or it doesn't matter what. Yeah. So i I think I call all you guys at that See time. I, I think. <laughs> yeah. that, Separates us from the huge companies. You know, yeah. we're still small. A you small pick company. up your phone. I think that's but, what ally,
0: a lot of our clients. That's why I go to use for that type of service. That's why a lot of the companies are the vendors that we work with. Um, it's because of that. You know, and like with us, we are like that boutique production agency, but we're doing some like crazy stuff. But I think that we're able to keep that relationship with the client because. They know we're going to pick up our phone at 2 o'clock in the morning and they call us at 2 yeah, o'clock yeah. in the morning. Hey, I, got the, I need this or I need that. And you guys do the same thing. I, mean, I, mean, I remember our first event just as Jive Live Entertainment. We picked up a, an event for a client for like 1200 bucks, just, just to get started. Mm-hmm. And we treated like, that $1,200 event like it was the biggest thing ever and we took that $1,200 and paid Eddie to build us a website, yeah. you know? And I remember just just doing that, that hustle and that grind at the beginning yeah. of, of Jive Live, and um, we treated, we treat every client like that, you know? And every project like that, just, yeah. you know? Yeah, you gotta love what you do in this business. I mean, because yeah. of the, the grind and the hours and the hard work and the stress, Absolutely. it's just like you gotta love what you, you do. It's either
1: you're to do it or not do it, because yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, no, yeah. I, I, I am the oldest here, and I've been doing this for like 30 years last Sunday Saturday I put in 17 hours so mm. we know what it's about if you don't have the passion you're not gonna make it yeah right? absolutely. Because, because who's gonna be there to do that many hours yeah.
0: you've seen some of those come and go though over the years yeah. right everyone who has an idea or an ambition like yeah. I want to do this I want to start that event yeah. you know and they just you put them through one one event weekend and you don't see them on you don't anymore. see them for <laughs> <a minute. Yeah. laughs> this is not what I signed up
2: for Yeah, yeah. those freelancers yeah.
0: Eddie, you've been around for a while too.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I've been. I remember yeah.
0: you as a, as a DJ, I'd...
2: DJ Eddie. Singh. Well,
3: sing, sing. no, you met me because they introduced, <laughs> you. <They> introduced you, introduced <laughs> <laughs> you, introduced me as a DJ. But yeah, I mean, I can't, I can deny that. I mean, like, like I, we spoke earlier, we like we come from music. Yeah. Realistically, uh, that's what we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I can say I started from the late '80s as a as a graffiti artist. And wait, wait, so
1: I'm not the oldest? No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not going to disclose my age, but... <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, so, so pretty much from graffiti to becoming a promoter, mm-hmm. um, late 80s, you're talking about 87, 88, and um, doing, you know, as every promoter needs a flyer, one of my first skills was build a flyer by hand. I mean, you mm. know, you draw your design, your character or letters and you customize it however you want it and put four up on the page and make zero copies mm-hmm. you know i mean and so with that i mean and, and as a dj part yeah the music because a promoter you go in there because doing the party yeah and you make a little couple hundred bucks and you're happy at age 15. yeah yeah and um uh build from the music as you you know you're you're in the industry and you're in in the new industry that you're new to you know, you're, you start promoting, you help other DJs you're, as yourself. You start putting breakers on a turntable and experiment throughout the, the night. And um, just giving me flashbacks on the first damn house party that I was, right? <laughs> but um, from there, that's where it has developed, like, the graphic and production and entertainment business. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're doing both at one time. And you can wear different hats and you're pretty much the main promoter and you get partners to do the parties with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, evolving from what it is now to back then, it's pretty much the same. It's just now you have the World Wide Web yeah. that you can promote easy. Before was everything handing out. Oh. But, in, you know, like, like you said, you know, in regards of You have a a separate job, and you're trying to invest into a little something to grow. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes that's great, but sometimes when you only have what's around you, that's where you invest your time and your your blood and sweat. Yeah. And you end up being still 30 years now in the same industry. So
0: you always worked for yourself? you like always...
3: Yeah, never. Never never
0: worked for anybody? Never had a...
3: Never built a resume, I guess. Yeah. No, never. (laughs) I tried. I asked Roy to build one, but... Didn't work. <laughs>
2: Didn't even build your own resume. No, I never <laughs> I, I never it. built my
0: own resume. Uh, I and mean, I never, looking back, though, and so, like, now, just the progression of just how it all happened. I mean, obviously, the two go, you know,
3: together, entertainment, music. Creative. creative uh, graphics. Graphic. Design, music, and entertainment. Everything in, in one. Um, man, it's a blessing. Yeah. I mean, I could think one guy is a man above that gave me the skills to to continue and you know i mean like everything else you have your ups and downs i mean i probably can count 3 4 times that i have been down but i was able to to continue the next day and 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 provide yeah you yeah. still know. dj the way no, not really. I, uh, yeah. I mean, no. You didn't have
1: the big show in Vegas back
3: then, yeah. Oh yeah, the backbreakers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely, you pick them up and with three people and put them in the in the back of a pickup. Carry
2: all the carts of uh, records.
3: Yeah, know? well, we had a little dolly and yeah, a, little yeah. that. It was like <laughs> a computer.
2: Yeah, so there's a whole renaissance going on right now. You got people are like so used to the programming, the dialed in, the syncing, the digital, yeah. and what you're starting to see, you're starting to see it in culture and in fashion is the renaissance of the 80s and 90s starting to come back in style and even like i've seen the research resurgence with djs that do programming that do but now all of a sudden they're they're like i'm gonna do something a little different and it's like that the 20-something millennials haven't seen the djs from the the house parties rocking in the 80s and 90s now they're like being introduced to that and it, and it's pretty interesting how that's Playing okay. out. I mean, it it comes in in waves, right? Like mm-hmm. it, culture, it's a cycle, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 a culture has a way of doing that to a society. Mm-hmm.
3: So. But that's the evolution of every genre. You can yeah. think of music. You can think of production, uh, graphics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you, I started my first computer in 1990 was a Apple Macintosh 2, which it was a little yeah. square yeah. with a black and white screen and i was building flyers and back then no one could afford full color Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, well now it's traditional you don't see anything in in black and white really so you have to use your imagination to say okay well i'm gonna leave those letters in red and and this Mm -hmm. thing and so when you used to put them on the disc uh when you want to for example what's next okay you put it on a floppy or on a a side quest at that time (laughs) and you will drive all the way to Hollywood or downtown where the only houses that used to be called film houses. And they used to leave them overnight and then you pick them up and once they give you your negatives, which mm-hmm. that's what the printers use, you'll take them to the printer and then they start printing. So it's, I mean, the process and technology has completely changed. I mean, I was, I was speaking with my wife earlier and said, so, you know, I remember when I was faxing literally faxing flyers at 2, 3 in the morning because my clients were in Florida or in, in Chicago, and, and I'm waiting for the approval overnight. Now, you, <laughs> you call them, they call you at 9, eight, 8 in the morning, and they're trying to say, so what colors are you using? Are you and you're serious? explaining to them. Yeah, literally, for real. This is, I mean, 94, 95, Dang. explaining them, okay, I'm using this psychedelic background, and I'm doing you know this, this female and top coming out. And they're like, oh, okay, great, great, okay, cool. And would hey, you get an approval? You fax them back, and you send them, and you get a return. And you know, their like Dang. their expectation was when they their flyers get delivered by UPS.
0: Yeah, well, you I can't imagine producing an yeah. event without technology these days, man. Like um, us when we're designing courses or an event, I mean, you got Google Earth that measures for you, and mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't, I don't know how we would do it without my phone or a laptop. You, you know? take
2: steps, you take yeah. steps. Yeah. Every, every step's a yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, so you're talking about doing sending faxes, and kind of the beauty and, and the cool thing about it is we didn't know any better. It's just what was in front of us. So Correct. That you know, was technology. That time. was technology. And now we're introduced to new forms of equipment, new forms of, of um, devices that help us advance what we were doing 10, oh, 15 definitely. years ago. Um, with, with that, we're talking about the evolution of culture, the evolution of um, different careers and the stuff that you guys have been through and seen it through the years. How do you guys think we're all somewhat a part of event entertainment? Whether it's event production, whether it's uh, live events, indoor, outdoor, how do you think the industry's evolved as as in regards to the event industry? Because it's it's evolving, but how do you, how has it affected you guys? It, well, how is it evolving or how would... both?
3: Two, two point question. I don't think I don't think it's gonna stop. I mean, what we have going on today is um, us humans. We have too we much. We need to be no- entertained. Too much knowledge. Yeah. Exactly. In other words, if we got too much knowledge in the, the millennials or the new generation, they're going to continue developing no matter mm-hmm. online or offline. So if a promoter, in the in, in case or in the production company, if you do not take advantage of what anyone it, innovation is going to be provided,
1: you're going to, you're going to be like a few steps yeah. behind. Yeah, but remember, it's always changing because... We're always trying to come up with something new. Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. to recreate the same thing. So as everybody's imagination is going, everybody in the event industry has got to come up with something new Correct. and something to sell to their client. You know, so I think that's why it evolves quicker.
0: Has everything been done already, though? But no, it hasn't. No, it
1: hasn't, and we're not even close. And the great part is that the
3: tools are there. Yeah. You know, all the tools, yeah. anything from behind the computer or or somebody building or creating something that that's going to be. The new background stage, you can say. Okay. A I think about when yeah.
1: pixel mapping started, you know, and now it's more common. But yeah. you want to be one of those front ones that starts it because it only lasts so long until it gets old, and then you gotta somebody's gotta come up with something new. So mm-hmm. it's continually evolving. It really starts with ideation,
2: mm-hmm. the, the ideas, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. Correct, and how do you mastering that? that? Yeah,
1: like our big one, you know, we flew a, a DJ over the yeah. Atlantic Ocean, and uh, we hovered him over for Hennessy. Mm-hmm. And we had it floating for 15 minutes. You know that was a big one for us. You know they wanted a wow factor. Yeah, it's so pretty gave, wow. Well, so that's a pretty a wow, wow factor. Yeah. There. You know so.
3: Uh, I think
0: going back to ideation, let's come up with an idea yeah, and figuring idea. out to how that. to execute yeah. it. You know yeah.
2: exactly. Yeah. yeah. Executing mm-hmm. it and making you know. Because yeah. we've yeah. all been a part. We've all been a part of events where the idea was great, but the execution sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I think that's everybody's in a room thinking of new ideas. Yeah. Think of all the agencies <laughs> thinking of new ideas. Yeah and then how do you execute it, you know? And, um,
0: but going back and then tapping into the millennial or the young next generation, and I mean, they have a whole nother mindset and just creative, I think, element to them, which is a good. It's great, yeah. To an no, extent, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep up know, with them, though. I'm gonna keep up with them. You need, I'm gonna come up with a better idea. You need though. the wise guys over <laughs> here, <laughs> here you know, to hey, put some of those things in hey, check, but. the baby
2: but, are still in there. Yeah, but I think but that's part end, of, end the of the day, evolution you know, of it. You know, at the end of the day, but you, I think you think it's a can't discredit experience. No, absolutely with new ideas yeah, that I think we're kind of combo. like in the middle. We've like experienced two generations and now this new generation, is kind of like you look at them sideways, but then some of them do have good ideas and it's, and it's up to us to go and create it for them.
0: I was listening to a, another podcast this morning and it was talking about like the partnership
2: of whether if it's businesses or people where
0: a lot of mindset is like, I don't want to uh, work with you on a particular project because I feel like you're my competitor. Or people in the workplace you know, working for the same company, they don't want to share ideas, they don't want to coexist because they feel like they're competing either for the same position, the same whatever. But it's like, I have what you have and you have what I don't have. It's like, how do we figure how to bring those two together, whether if it's like us versus a, a younger generation or vice versa, but I, I think it's just a mindset that people have is, how do we tap into what they have and I don't have and vice versa, you know? To create, the end of the day is to create a dope experience, you know? In our, in our business, we've got to create the next big event, you know? We've got to deliver for our clients, we've got to deliver for the consumer, yeah. you know? And tapping into all of that as opposed to us just sitting there hoarding the information that we have and coming up with an idea that, that only we can come up with. Um, so Another thing I wanted to kind of just just brainstorm about was just um, just the we're talking about trends and like has everything been done yet? You know, you're, you're thinking that I'm thinking about all the different music festivals out there, whether general market or Latino market, and it's like, what is next? And I know you're involved in a lot of the music festivals and whether um, the ones that are in Vegas, the ones that are local, but it's just like, like what's next? I mean, is it I trend think, to trend? Is it?
2: I think it, it just it go. You gotta it, you gotta ride the wave. So. You'll have like a, a big street festival, big, you know, outdoor event strictly focused on artistry, music. Mm-hmm. People will show up if, if it's their favorite band, if it's the act they want to see.
0: But who's going to these events?
2: Everybody. It just really depends on your lineup. It really depends mm-hmm. on your lineup. Your, your lineup dictates your audience. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'll use this as an example. I just did a, a festival over at the Queen Mary three weeks ago, and it was... The older millennial, I would say, the, the 30-something-year-old, um, listening to some rock bands that were at Coachella 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that crowd, and it was funny because that crowd actually has a little bit more money. They're spending and doing yeah, yeah. that. Um, I'm doing another event at the Queen Mary this upcoming weekend. And it's a totally R&B urban, you know, um, different context, R&B music. So it's different crowds. So these are two separate crowds going to two separate events. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the industry as a whole, the festival industry, the music industry as a whole, uh, just going back to you, what you guys have said is that we're always looking for something new. The, the people in this culture are always looking for something new. Mm-hmm. So what you're starting to see in the emergence of that is a lot of experiential things, mm-hmm. um, cool, immersive, interactive experiences that are now starting to pop up at your music events. So that's one. And then you have food. We're in the foodie generation. People love, mm-hmm. love trying new things. And you're starting to see a lot of these uh, food festivals. Some are poorly executed. Some are done very well um, that are merging with... There's always that common denominator. Music. Yeah, so you have music and what are you pairing it up with? Now, if you have music solo, you just have a, a great lineup. People are showing up to that. But I think right now what you're seeing is just different promoters are trying new things with the, the interactive and then the food elements. So um, both of them... You know, I, I think it's three different lanes. I think it's three different things.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think now more days they want a full experience.
2: Full experience. Versus
1: just the music. Not only, yeah, you're right, the food, the, the music, eye candy with all the new lighting and the new...
2: If know, I'm going to spend it? 100 bucks to go hang out in, like, a dirt lot somewhere or, like, grass that's withered away, you know, I could only stand up and watch certain artists for so long. I'm going to go want to do something in that... In that, because if I go out property, then I'm then I'm locked. Like you know, they're not gonna let me back in. Yeah. yeah. So if I go somewhere on the property where it's immersive, and interactive experience, we all know that the generation that we're in right now has this, and this is this is king right now. Mm-hmm. If, if you didn't take a photo, it didn't happen. If you didn't take a video, it didn't happen. We want to be a part of the selfie. We want to be a part of the the cool pictures with our artists and and you know the the cool art installations. So. There's always something secondary at a festival that's starting to pop up now. Um, they just see it, see it yeah. happening where eight, nine years ago, it was a warehouse party. There's mm-hmm. a festival every weekend in L.A., and yeah. probably multiple, yeah. whether it's a block party or mm-hmm. something in a grassy area somewhere in L.A. Yeah. Um, so it does become highly competitive on the, the industry side. The consumer side, it's like... What am I doing today? What am right. I doing tomorrow? Uh, you know? right. And where do you
1: become the one that people are going to show up to? Where do
2: I spend my money? Because
1: also the promoters yeah. that are new, they don't, some of them don't understand how, to, how, to, how are people are going to show up and, yeah. and how many of us have been not paid because of it. Yeah. You know, I have a million stories of yeah. how we went and did all mm-hmm. the gear and then we're not getting paid or a promoter waiting for people to show up. And I think so, the
2: interesting thing with the promoter aspect is that they have to set themselves up with multiple revenue streams. From a festival site. I see a lot of you know um, rookie promoters. What's what's happening is they live and die off of the ticket sale, mm-hmm. and if, and that's the domino effect where you not your vendors are not getting paid. You,
0: there used to be a time though we can do that. I would think back in the day. I remember the first that first show that you took me to, where we talked about uh, rock was it Rock the Bells or something, right? Yes. And it was. Strictly just ticket sales, it was just strictly hustle. and you know, I don't even know because it could
2: survive in the the venue space. Mm-hmm. You can, you can, oh, you can see, do at okay. the time, the
0: people just wanted to show, they just correct. wanted to see the artist, correct? They weren't looking for the, the, the food and the drink yeah, and still, the, the experience, correctly, nobody they showing just wanted up. to go to nobody the show.
1: Nobody showing up. I, show, I, I I'm, I'm, this is a story we had a promoter, she was new, she had a concert. At the Quake Stadium. She came up to me and I go, I need to get paid. So, well, we'll give you tickets for money. We're expecting 5000 I told her, nobody's going to show up. She started crying. Why do you say that? I go, because I'm looking for it yeah, and I can't find it. You can't find, and can't find, you. find it. And so you're working. <laughs> for anybody going to find it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't care what artist you brought in. Yeah. Nobody's showing up. So, I got half my money and I didn't get the other half. But that's the perfect thing where a promoter thinks, like, I'm going to get an A lister. To come and do a show, but if you still don't market it, or if you don't have it, any visibility
0: on it,
2: you got to have visibility. I mean, you've and
0: seen it evolve over the years and promoting oh, it like yeah. now versus back in the 80s and how people promote. I mean, it's, it's different. And it's, that's
2: why you see a lot of these larger companies, and I won't name names, but you start, you're starting to see a lot of the larger production houses um, monopolize the industry where yeah. there's like one to two that do it well. And yep. there's no knock. They do really well. And all the, young, the, the, the you know, first timers, they're one and done. And it's unfortunate because they don't have that experience unless they partner up with somebody that has experience. And then they can grow at grassroots where it can be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I've seen happen more recently is small production company, small promoter now partnering up with some experience. And now they're able to, to ride that wave or to you know, coast into a successful two to three years yeah. down the line. Where, you know before, it's like they're one and done. It's mm-hmm. like, what do they do? Yeah, but it's tough to compete against the bigger companies. And okay. we know who they are, but yeah. they're, they're, their marketing machine is just too big. Yeah. But then again, so if you're a small promoter, what's going to set you apart? And then that's where like, yeah. a lot of it's starting. The ideation... Yes, is what's setting you apart. I mm-hmm.
1: mean, I think maybe starting small and then growing it big. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can't go big. You're you can't go, go, go g- big
2: now right away. But I think
1: starting small, and then yeah. growing big, giving yourself a name, giving that that venue. You know, depending yeah. on what venue you have that already has marketing for it. Yeah, That's a lot. Keeping know, your stuff.
2: overhead, your overhead costs low, and yeah. you know, building that out, building that brand because it's really be a brand
1: too. But the influencers of today too, that's a big. Yeah, you know, you get the right influencers to spread
2: the word. As so long as it's not a fire festival, that's all. That's all right. just, just saying, yeah, that was, that was I'm just saying, we could pull out. We all out. watched it though, we all watched it. Oh, it was entertaining, right? Yeah, because we like, all could relate yeah. at oh, some yeah, absolutely, point. Absolutely, we could relate. Uh, we could relate. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just not going to getting bottled water, that's yeah. all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny just watching that, um, it's so real to see what. Some of the stuff that they were going through and the decisions that were being made, and people make those decisions because they don't know any better. Yeah, but that was people that had not done
1: it before. Correct, and that's it, You know, you,
0: you get the people in like, the right people, like because all the. Because these as as you're watching watch, the
1: show, you're going like, "That's not gonna work." Yeah, yeah or, that's yeah, not gonna yeah, work. I gonna yeah, I could have told you that. Yeah, they already was, know the ending because the way yeah. you're going it's not gonna work.
0: There were a couple people that had some good ideas, but they're the ones who got fired.
1: Yeah, those ones got fired. You no, know? we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear the truth. Yeah, we don't want to hear your execution. We just want to sell, Like that today, though. When I told. You know, but we're, I, I
0: was sitting there, I was like, we could've pulled this off. <laughs> I would've figured it out, you know? Yeah, we could've pulled this off. I mean, starting just... Starting with the venue. Starting you with, you know, having venue. the right people in place, having, the, you know, and, and you, uh, I think it's just some of the, the, the dumb and the bad decisions that they made and, yeah. you know, it was a great idea, but they just couldn't figure out how to execute. execute so, how, exactly. so how
2: do you feel like, how, how much of an importance is it to have the right people on your team?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, everything. A hundred percent. I mean, you can you can work with people who have um, the ambition and they want to learn, and those are great. But um, you need to have the right people and you need to have the right team in place in order to do what um, to pull off those type of things. Think of, for example, uh, we all went through this. We went through the whole experience with the Rams. You know in um, the Super Bowl and um, Julio got a call that a week before the Super Bowl you know mm-hmm. and we had to pull off almost the impossible you know uh, the Super Bowl party, the parade, the, 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 the celebration um, if the Rams went, went to the Super Bowl but it wouldn't have happened unless we had the right team in place. Correct, if you yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. The very next day I remember Julio got a call on a Thursday or a Friday and I was already at another event loading in an event and um, he's like, dude, I gotta put together this proposal, we got this call, and it's for next week, you know, the Super is a week later, and it was just insane, I mean, but it was a matter of picking up a, a, a phone call, or making a phone call to you, to you, to you, to all of the, the key players that we normally work with, and say, meet me tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., we got a site visit, this is what we're gonna do, City this Hall is what steps. we're gonna pull yeah, off, and awesome. it was just like, was awesome. if it wasn't for the team, you know?
1: Yeah. Because that type of event takes, it's more than just one thing. You know, you have TV, you have the closure of the streets, you have, you know, it's its like, it takes more than one company. Yeah. Because so. nobody specializes in everything.
0: And I don't think it hit me until after it was all said and done. You know, we were all sitting there watching the game, anticipating it. All right, we're going to go in or we're going to go in. <laughs> yeah. you know? Stop. Stop. We got people in the yeah. ones, you you know? Know? I was at the warehouse event, <laughs>
2: texting me, like, <laughs> Hey, can I go to your warehouse in uh, the third quarter? It, <laughs> nah,
0: bro. <laughs> it probably wasn't until maybe a week or two later and I was chatting with him. I was like, I can't believe we just pulled it off. Even though the event didn't happen when you get a chance yeah, to execute the plan. Up. But mm-hmm. the plan was in place, ready to push a go. And I don't think it sat... Like, it hit me until, like, a week or two later, thinking, like, the expectation. You know, it's live TV. Right, the hundreds right. of thousands of people who are going to be there. The client. I mean, it's not just... I'm throwing a party in my backyard for Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This is like yeah. insane and it was just like.
1: And the world's watching. And
0: exactly. the world's yeah, watching. pretty much. <laughs> no and, pressure. Um, but I do remember with 100% confidence, I was like, we have the right team and we have the right plan in place, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I'm looking forward to, to doing one actually, you know, to, you know, to. to this upcoming year? Yeah.
0: You. And um, just thinking about um, just like how I met you, you know, and how yeah. you got, like, in the industry and stuff. I remember Bobby used to, the very first, one of the very first events that I we hired him for, he was, it was, um, Alvera Street. Alvera Street, street Latin, Latin Grammys, Latin Grammys party. Uh,
2: Street Festival. And he... Is that still going?
0: No, no, no. <laughs> we needed a cleaning crew. Oh. Like, it was a last-minute thing, and we needed a cleaning crew. <laughs> I uh, like was Bobby. out there
2: cleaning crew. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> out
0: there with the broom, and, and yeah, I was, we gave him... We gave him, I don't know if it was a shirt or something, but he... he
2: they gave me, like, a red through. sponsor shirt. It was, like, I don't know. It was, like, <laughs> State Farm or something. It was, like... Yeah. Oh, what year was this? It, it was, gosh, it's like, was 10, 10 years ago. 10, 11, 11 12 years, years, ago. years ago? This is okay. right before Drive Live started. So, like, they okay. were still freelancing, figuring out what they were going to do. Okay. And they picked up that gig through through um, a company out in Florida. It was... Uh, Eventus, yeah, another, another agency. Yeah, and um, I was just... I'm down. I'm down. I'm down to make 150 bucks for eight hours back then. I probably yeah. wouldn't do it now. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but it was for me and Rob seen the the, tra- the transition or the progression. It was, you know, something new. It was kind of exciting. I didn't know what the heck I was getting myself into, but mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be connected to this pair that first experience with. So it was, it was like 2005 and, um, the Dave Chappelle block party came out and it was a documentary. And my whole thing is I I noticed how he had an idea with music and he was putting together a festival and I was seeing what Rob was doing from a production standpoint. Festival was like, how can I mirror or marry the, what I love from, from the insides of me, what I truly love music with what he's doing. And I just like studied it. I just, okay. Get me on a cleaning crew, all right? I'm watching all the guys with the with the walkie talkies and the earpieces. <laughs> like that's cool, man. Like they're the ones g- going backstage, and I'm over here with my broom and like my dustpan. And I'm like, I want to uh, do I that. Forgot one Forgot about that old yeah, thing, dude. Yeah, I it, want the headset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that I wouldn't be literally in this chair, in this doing what I do, if it wasn't for this guy. I mean, I'm I, I met him in church. What 15, 20 years, 20, ago, 20 years almost, ago, it's almost 20. Wow. And he like pushed me to we started working on some like a small church event for New Year's Eve and it was his I think it was his idea let's do this and let's do that new, I was like I have yeah, no idea roots. what the heck you're like what this even means and I, I'm like enjoyed the music he was showing me videos he showed me Rock the Bells he yeah. showed me this Dave Chappelle block party thing and I, I, mm-hmm. I just enjoyed the energy he's like let's go do this and then we end up producing a, a small New Year's Eve event for our church I was like I like this, it's you know, brutal. like they say, hey, I want the walkie-talkie, you know, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I was like, how do I make a living? Like, we, we volunteered our time. I was just, yeah. how do we make a living doing this, mm-hmm.
2: you know? So we're talking about, like, the, the the positive side, the successful side, the let's try something. Yeah. But we just <laughs> talk, we all, we've all experienced failure. I've never failed. No, I'm <laughs> only kidding. I'm only kidding. You know, we, we've it. experienced failure in the last couple of years doing some stuff, like, what are some of the things you've learned in the quote unquote failure failure of a event or um, just a season? That's a, that's a simple question. Yeah, working with the right people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and actually, I can't even really honestly. I can't think of of a, an a, a event that we've done that failed. I, I can't I, think of it.
3: I think um, I was a producer and pretty much ten hats in that in that event I did at in, uh, the Industry Hills Expo two years ago. Event went well, forty five hundred people. You know, artists from. Um, it was an industry. I'm I'm not into the salsa scene, even though. But we did a Peruvian festival. Peruvian festival. Remember uh, that? It was. I mean, turnout was great. We Everything remember. went great. You know, from from. from Everybody from the, had a great time except for oh, you. Oh, uh. <laughs> exactly. Except for me. Yeah, but the, and then we go back to the what I said. The partnerships. Uh, you know, I had one partner, and this guy I knew him since he was probably seven years old or so. And we grew up together. And unfortunately, his his, um, his work ethics was not at the same level. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and we get couldn't it. continue. We had the, I, I literally, we couldn't continue going the next year. No problem.
2: We already had the yeah, whole Because I remember it being, wow. Well. So and, is that our then, project, the Peruvian Festival? Back. No, 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 no.
3: But, but my decision was because even though I love that guy like a cousin, I decided not to continue just to the fact that I don't think it was the right partnership. No, no, I get it. Yeah, so, partnership you know, is that's tough. A, that's a great example.
1: It's tough, because if you feel you're carrying more of the weight. Of or, oh,
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Rob. So, Rob, so you're, you're in gonna, with us, so take care of it and let me know when it's done. Got it. No, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> what, are, what have you learned in some of the quote-unquote failures?
0: I think it's a lot of just what I would do different, you know. Um, you know, either structuring a budget different, picking a different venue. I mean we've we've lost a lot of money over the years. Um, but it's just, now that I look back, I know how I would do that particular project different now, Correct. today. yeah, yeah. Whether if it's the right people, right partners, uh, whether if I may have spent the money in a different way. I mean, all that stuff, we just take, we learn from it, boom, we launch the next project, yeah. you know, and yeah. move forward with that, and you're going to learn from that. I mean, we we've, we've probably, you know, probably... Messed up on a couple two or three projects, but it's like at the moment it was like devastating, you know, but now it's like wasn't that really a big of a deal? you know, taking that and then just moving on to the, the long next. I think a lot of that can yeah. keep people from wanting to move on, yeah. wanting to try the next thing, you know, but we're taking a lot of those experiences a lot of those learnings and just moving on to the next, whatever it may be, you know, but yeah.
3: I think I get motivated i mean from my from my beginnings of nineteen eighty eight till now thirty one years I still have the same excitement to put an event together if it's going if it's gonna mm-hmm. be a part of my baby, yeah you know, I will still give it all i, won't. I mean. Clients or no clients, I still cater to everybody as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're trying to build something or, or show something that it's different
0: when you own it. Exactly. When it's different it. when Absolutely. you're writing the check. It's, exactly. it's different yeah, when it's yeah. your own money. Exactly. You're yeah. more emotionally involved, yeah. and you think of the like, you know, when you're when you're spending the client's money, you obviously got to be a good steward of it, and got to be accountable and transparent and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you're not writing the check. You know, when we're mm-hmm. writing the check. It, hit, it's, it feels a little it, different. It's, it's harder yeah. to write, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but it I feels a little bit different. You're, different. You're playing with house money, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. Awkward quiet. pause. <laughs> <All quiet. laughs>